This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Welcome to the Adam Ritz Show. I'm your host, Adam Ritz. Joining me on the phone is Jay Baker. Uh, You know, we haven't mentioned this in a while, Jay, but uh, early on in the pandemic, uh, you and I used to do this show face-to-face in the same studio, and we've just gotten so used to having you on the phone, I never really allude to the fact that that we're not face-to-face. So maybe we should reset and remind each other what what we look like. I haven't seen you in months. (laughs) (laughs) I look like the kind of guy that you would break out of a block of ice, you know, when they find a Neanderthal up in green Greenland and they chop them out. That's pretty much what I look like. All right. I I just did hair and beard. If you'd had any, uh, facial reconstruction, uh, reconstructive (laughs) surgery or, uh, uh, how's the hair? Uh, oh, it's a mess. It's a mess. Okay, well, it's that's a good. mess. And my hair is also a mess. And I guess at our age, uh, we're happy to say it's a mess, uh, just to have it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, this is the Adam Rich Show. We take a look at public affairs and community service, and just some fun, lighthearted things happening around the country. Uh, we certainly need that uh, during these times. Um, what's the saying? Twenty twenty one looked at twenty twenty and said, "Hold my beer." Uh, for those of you who thought it couldn't get any weirder uh, out there, I found a story this week that is really cool uh, about a guy who lost his fantasy football league. Did you hear about this guy in Georgia that had to go to Waffle House? No, but I love guys <laughs> that take their fantasy league way too seriously. I love these stories. Well, this is a good one. They uh, These guys had a bet. Whoever lost the uh, fantasy football would have to spend 24 straight hours in a Waffle House. 24 oh hours. And uh, the bet gets interesting because for every waffle that this person ate it knocked an hour off of his time being in the waffle house (laughs) is that a a great bet or what that's a great bet so this guy uh do i have his name uh Uh, george michael carsley that's his name okay it's it happened in georgia michael carsley lost the bet had to spend 24 hours in a waffle house and he got to take an hour off for every waffle he ate. Uh, guess how many waffles he ate? 18. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted out of there. <laughs> so he, he only spent six hours in the Waffle House. Uh, oh, but here's my. where it crosses over into uh, the world of public affairs and, uh, I guess, charity. He live-streamed the whole thing, and he raised money. During the live stream, he he'd said, "Look, I you know this. I don't want the money, uh, but whatever we we raise, I'm going to give to my server as a tip." So, oh, that's he, terrific. He raised with his live stream. He raised over a thousand dollars in cash, and he left that as a tip for the for his waitress, his server in the Waffle House. <laughs> that is terrific. Good for him. And I think it's great. I mean, he could have uh, just kept that money himself. Uh, he could have done anything selfish with that money himself. 
and he decided to turn it around and uh, do something nice for somebody that probably needed it. I mean, let's face it, in this world of uh, COVID and restaurants, uh, restrictions, restaurants closing down, social distancing, restaurants, uh, sales are down. So that means the server's tips are down too. So that's a nice, nice little tip heading uh, toward uh, the pocketbook of somebody that could probably use it. Uh, so hats off to Michael uh, Carson in Georgia for taking a, a kind of a funny situation, making it funnier, and giving some money to somebody uh, in an unselfish way. So that's a, a you know real inspirational story for me to hear, and it makes me uh, want to do something similar. I don't know how or when, but uh, maybe it's as simple as just adding a few extra percentages onto the tip uh, the next time I go to a restaurant and tip my server. Well, and paying it forward is never a bad idea. So you never know. You might give a great tip to a server, and later she becomes a frontline nurse. See? That's right. You pay it forward, and uh, karma, it always comes back uh, in your favor. You're on board with The Adam Rich Show. We're brought to you in part by Vibonomics, an audio experience company, out-of-home uh, advertising and voiceover messaging. You can learn more about them at vibonomics.com. You've probably heard them in a retail space somewhere uh, in this great country. They are coast to coast. And we have a link to their website. From our website, just click on the purple logo. You'll see it, the big purple V for Vibonomics. And our website is adamritzshow.com. Jay Baker, what's happening in your world? Well, uh, let's start off, as you said, with some good news. You know, we're still in the wacky throes of COVID. And uh, here's a bit of positive health news. There's been a sharp decrease in smoking and because of that cancer mortalities have gone down uh 2.4% over the last 2 years. Hey. All right. Good news. Yeah, absolutely. And as we always say, you know, and I understand they're in business to sell you a product, but if you don't smoke, please don't start. You just that's the one ha- habit you just think, well, you know, just don't you know, <laughs> because I, there's no positive sidebar. It's not like, well, one glass of red wine, not too bad for you. A case of red wine, very bad for you. It's just not like one or two cigarettes, kind of okay. It's kind of like, eh. You know, in this day and age with, with smoking and cigarettes, uh, the marketing that's been been done the last 40 years, uh, the packaging, the, the laws uh, changing, uh, the health implications, the lung cancer awareness. I, I mean, it's it's almost shocking in, in one respect that anybody would smoke at all ever. I agree. Uh, but in, on, on the other hand, I know uh, a lot of people that smoke and uh, some close family members certainly love them to death. And uh, I, I don't think less of them for smoking. Uh, it's just, I, it just makes you wonder what year will it be when when the last person on this planet does that, uh, is there a year? Will it ever happen? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how uh, that industry uh, moves forward when you have a pandemic causing even more of your customers to stay inside and not use your product. Uh, and then once that help, the story you just did. Once those numbers get published, uh, maybe that's the. The, the sign that uh, a smoker is looking for when they're saying, look, just give me a sign today and I'll quit smoking. And they hear Jay Baker say that uh, the percentages are in your favor, that less people are smoking and less people have cancer. 
Um, right. Less people are smoking. Join that club. Yeah. It's a good club to belong it's to. It's a good club to belong to, and um, and it's you know it's certainly hard to talk about um, smoking and, and that it's bad. Well, are you saying that people who smoke are bad? No, not at all. Not saying that at all. Just uh, maybe look into the health implications of everything you do in your life and how it affects uh, your health and people around you, and maybe that'll help you make a decision. Absolutely. Great point. Speaking of red wine, a case of French Bordeaux is coming back from the International Space Station. One of the uh, experimental packages, they sent up a case of wine. Unfortunately, the astronauts did not get to drink any of the wine, but they let it age for one year in weightless conditions. It's a good thing John McDonald's not an astronaut because that wine would not have come back. (laughs) Can you imagine? Uh, Sir, our experiment Uh, is gone. A little shout out to one of our sales representatives who seems to like red wine. Uh, uh, Okay, okay, please continue. I'm sorry. Oh, it's fine. So they're going to test the wine here on Earth and see if aging uh, French Bordeaux for a year on the planet or out in outer space makes a, a significant difference. Part of this sounds like, well, why would it matter? But another part of this experiment was they also took some grapevines up into space. And the question is, could we conceivably moving forward, because we've talked about colonizing the moon or colonizing Mars, could we actually grow grapes or other agricultural products? You'll get more people to move there if there's wine. <laughs> there you go. Sure. There's a wine bar on Mars. Yeah. What's the alcohol situation? Uh, before we start colonizing other planets, uh, are there bars? <laughs> We're going to need a liquor license. <laughs> I thought you needed a space exploration. Oh. No, that's beside the point. A little bit of show business news. Uh, you and I have talked about major films that did have to get, uh, you know, uh postponed due to COVID situations, but good news about a film that a lot of people have talked about, The Sopranos prequel, prequel, not easy to say, it's called Many Saints of Newark, and of course, The Sopranos, one of the most popular television shows of all time, Uh, they are going to move that to a theatrical, and probably as you and I have seen, not only theatrical, but maybe even streaming at the same time, in September of 2021. Ooh, that's right around the corner. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's funny. It it seems like you've waited forever, but I think there is going to be, uh, you know, once some of these barriers get taken down, I think there is going to be an avalanche, literally, of entertainment, and that's something to look forward to in 2021. It is. We're all hoping it happens. I mean, uh, I can only watch so many more episodes of Cobra Kai on Netflix. I mean, I enjoy the show, but uh, my gosh, I've watched that uh, two or three times now with my kids and uh, my girlfriend. And, uh, you know, we're trying to decide whether or not we should watch. Uh, oh boy, I hate admitting this. I didn't see Game of Thrones yet. And so ah. we, we were going to start that the other night. And I'm, I don't want to get into something that's going to take forever. And there's like, you know, I think there's nine or nine seasons and, you know, it's just such a commitment. I'd rather just, I just want to go to the movies and watch a two-hour movie and buy $12 popcorn and, and be done with it. Well, and speaking of that, 
the latest phenomena is people picking up these great series and some of the streaming services like Netflix literally save shows. Famously, one of the more popular television shows is a TV show called Lucifer. It's based on a graphic novel of literally the Prince of Darkness returning to the, the world and he opens a nightclub in Los Angeles. Well, the television show has been widely popular. It was on regular television, got rescued by Netflix. Well, now here's Netflix. They get all these people complaining, we need more Lucifer episodes. <laughs> so as you said, yeah. once these shows become popular, it's the streaming services like hurry up and get more of these out here. I mean, I it's funny you mentioned Lucifer. I got into that show uh, at the end of last year and, and binged it, and I can't wait for the next season. They are do, they're doing another season, maybe two. And yeah, they're like in the middle of one of the seasons, whatever number they're on. They're at the midway point, and they, because of COVID – uh, the last few uh, episodes of that season it got held off, and people are chomping at the bit. You know, if you don't know the show, <laughs> just hearing you it's describe hilarious. it, hearing you it describe is it is like, well, no, no kidding. Lucifer comes back to <laughs> Earth and he ends up owning a nightclub in Los Angeles. No kidding. What else would he? What else would he do? <laughs> and he drives a black Corvette, of course and he, he and does. And he drives a cool car? Of course he would. Uh, of course he does. He's a cool <laughs> dude. No, it's real funny and and I know people may be hearing this out of context and think how how sacrilege, but it's it's pulled off in a very entertaining way and one of the more popular shows on Netflix. Speaking of popularity, Chris Evans. Now, Adam, you know who Chris Evans is, but Chris I, Evans, one of his most iconic roles is that of Captain America. That's correct. And they're talking about bringing Captain America back. Now, as you know, every time they shoot one of these movies, it has to fit into the Marvel Comics universe. And, the, and to their credit, they have skillfully intertwined these films so that each of the films has a bearing on the films adjacent to it. Chris Evans uh, announced at the end of uh, Endgame that he would no longer play Captain America, much to the dismay of women across the country. And People I know people enjoyed him uh, as Captain America. My yes. my girlfriend, it's that's her favorite uh, character and actor of all time. Uh, she would happily break up with me uh, <laughs> any day of the year. To go have coffee with Chris Evans, and That's she right. actually, You're out. she texted me earlier today with the exact same story that Chris Evans is in talks to play Captain America again. Uh, I believe in a, is it a series for uh, for Disney Plus? Yes, it will be on Disney Plus, and so they're kind of not announcing what all the parameters will be because as you know there's a little bit different if you do a series if you do a movie it kind of has to fit in with the other movies and they also don't know the role of captain america because as you know the iron man character portrayed by robert downey jr became so popular that you probably could have made an iron man iron man six or seven or eight or nine but they said wait a minute to preserve how cool this character is Let's have him interact with the other characters and put him in films like he was in famously Spider-Man Homecoming mm -hmm. as Iron Man. So, yes. you know, like you said, there's a lot of parameters to this one. Your girlfriend is in love with Chris Evans. That's that's a factor. 
and then the Marvel Comics universe. I mean, there's a lot going on here, Adam. Well, you know, my girlfriend has a type, and uh, if, if, if she thinks I'm in that type, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'd love to see you in captain america pajamas like real slouchy pajamas and you go what i look just like chris evans what well i put i did one halloween i put on a, a captain america um costume and she kind of looked at me and went nah <laughs> <laughs> You're, it's nah. not doing it no no nope. nope, nope, that's nope. not it oh <laughs> uh, well, you know, we like to talk a little bit about uh, celebrity real estate on this show just because it is does show you that the other half not only lives well, they live very well. Uh, this is kind of a – this is like one of those Guinness Book of World's Records things. The most expensive home in America just went on sale. And if you've got the money, and I'm going to guess you and I do not, but one of our listeners out there right now – is leaning forward saying, tell me more. Okay, don't tell me the price yet. Uh, I've okay. seen you know, some high-priced real estate on the West Coast, 24, 25, 26 million for uh, a beach house or a, a, you know, a 10,000 mm-hmm. square foot house on the cliff uh, overlooking the Pacific Ocean. Uh, if this is a, if, are you saying this is a world record, the most expensive house? The most expensive home in America. In America. Okay, I'm going to I'm just going to, for ease, just double it and say $50 million. You know, I, I wish you were even in the ballpark because I'm with <laughs> you. I would have guessed. I would have guessed maybe $75 million going, yeah, well, over, that's Is it crazy. over $100 million? You're going to love this. It is officially listed at $340 million. You know, now that I say it, didn't, didn't Jeff Bezos – buy a $168 million house a couple of years ago. Some of those guys uh, have bought some crazy homes. And then okay. the reverse is happening. Um, the guy from Tesla has divested himself of real estate because he says, I don't want to own a home anymore. And a couple of his homes were very expensive. Uh, so three, what, $340 million? $340 million, But you're going to love this, Adam. It was marked no hot down. Dog. <laughs> no hot tub. Well, I, I wouldn't have live a hot there. Tub, but it doesn't work. I wouldn't live there. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> You're going to need to call the repair guy out. It's a. It was listed at 500 million uh, about a year ago, but so they marked it down to 340 million. And this is a real home. We're not just making this up. It's a piece of real estate nicknamed the One. So this home has a name. It's the One. Wow. 21 bedrooms, 21 bedrooms, 42 bathrooms. The primary residence is 5,500 square feet, which is big. But if you drove by a 5,500 square foot home, you'd go, yes, that's big, but it's not a castle. No, that's just, you know, that's a big house in any neighborhood. I mean, that's That's a big house. That's a big house, absolutely. However, the entire property envelops 105,000 square feet. I that's who who lived there. Do we have any record of who has lived there? It does not say who lived there, uh but isn't that an absolutely amazing piece of property? It's on a 5-acre lot on a Bel Air hilltop. So if you're going to make exclusive real estate, there's your start and stop point right there. Bel Air hilltop. If you had uh, irritable bowel syndrome, it'd be perfect for you because one of the 42 bathrooms would be near you at all times. 
You would never be more than 10 feet away from a bathroom. From a bathroom. <laughs> the garage holds 30 cars. There are five swimming pools. There's a four-lane bowling alley. There's a 30-seat movie theater. And there's event space for up to 200 of your guests. Wow. That's okay. Let's go. Let's get a group of guys together and uh, let's throw in together and buy this thing. You know who's hearing this? Some guy going, that's the ultimate bachelor pad, man. Uh, on, uh, in Bel Air. That's unbelievable. Yeah. 30 car well, garage. I, I was just hoping f- for a three car garage someday. The flip of this is think back to any dating experience you've had and they've gotten in your car, looked around your car and, and thought, oh my goodness, who, who am I, you know, who am I interacting with? And then I've, of course, owned some horrendously horrible apartments in my day. So if your dating ever got to, hey, come over to my house, I'll fix your dinner. How about you come over to your house and it's 105,000 square feet. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. She might go, hey, yeah, this, is, this is not bad. It's pretty impressive. That's a big one. That's the one. The most expensive zip code in America, though, is on the East Coast. It is 33109, and that is the zip code for Fishers Island near Miami. And I know that you're kind of a Florida guy, and I don't know if you knew about Fishers Island. I do know Fishers Island. It is uh, visible from the cruise ships. So if you Mm. are on the top deck of a cruise ship getting ready to sail out of the port of Miami, uh, off to your left, as you're sailing out of the channel, you'll see Fisher Island. You'll see houses that you will never be invited to. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I thought it was funny when I was doing my research for this. Um, there, I there I checked Google Maps, and there is a place called the Fisher Island uh, Bay Club. It's a restaurant, and, and it had 12 ratings, and I thought, well, I'd love to check the ratings of the most exclusive restaurant on the most exclusive island. And about the fourth rating down, the guy said, best place in Florida to eat breakfast (laughs) i thought yeah how much money would that take yeah we'll we'll never have a chance to have breakfast there Uh, that's an odd that's an odd yelp post the breakfast is extraordinary (laughs) on fisher's island the most expensive real estate on in the united states the most expensive place to live try the english muffins yeah so pretty (laughs) impressive stuff Uh, You probably saw this week, uh, Katie Couric is going to be one of the guest hosts for Jeopardy. But they also announced, too, that they're going to be trying a few other names out as well. One of them being Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers quarterback. He's he could possibly have uh, one of the greatest years ever if he could pull off winning uh, NFL MVP Mm -hmm. um, Super if they win the Super Bowl. If right. he if he's the Super Bowl MVP and he gets to host Jeopardy, come on! What a great year for that guy. You might say pretty good year. Plus, he gets to appear in those great insurance commercials. Now he, I think he's being considered uh, or invited to host Jeopardy because he won Celebrity Jeopardy uh, most recently. He was the Celebrity Jeopardy winner. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, well, there he, were 
and it wasn't it wasn't NFL or football Jeopardy. It was Celebrity Jeopardy. So there were uh, a whole host of of entertainment and celebrity people that he, you know, you want to talk about a dumb jock? It doesn't exist because the football player beat all of them. Yes, absolutely. Now, speaking of NFL football players, this is a great little article. The NFL shops just released the top NFL jersey say, sales of this last year. And what do you think is the number one selling NFL jersey? It's got to be Patrick Mahomes. You nailed it. Yeah. Good job. And Tom Brady is still in the list. He's number two. And, of course, with Tom Brady, famously, he sold an awful lot of New England Patriots jerseys. But now he's with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you got to divest yourself and buy all new Bucks jerseys. Well, you got to wonder if it's if it's Patriots fans that, that love Tom Brady so much that they wanted his new jersey with the Bucks, or if it's fans that hated the Patriots so much that are glad now they get to cheer on one of the greatest quarterbacks ever with a different team. Okay, that's actually a great point. And if we got to see, you know, conventional audiences this year, crowds, it would be interesting to see how many how many Patriots fans wore Brady Bucks jerseys to Foxborough. Because you know there would be some guys that would walk in and do that. Yeah, that, that would be ill-advised. Still advise against that. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you so know what, gonna... back, back in uh, when Peyton Manning left the Colts and played for the Broncos, uh, there were f- fans uh, at Colts games wearing his Broncos jersey, and it was yes. and nobody got nobody got hurt. Nobody got hurt. Now, I don't know if well, that, that would fly in Boston on the East Coast. No, and the famous jersey in Indianapolis after, uh, you know, like you said, after Peyton left was to take half your Colts jersey, combine it with a Broncos jersey, and sew it together so that the one was on one panel and eight was on the other. That, yeah, again, I don't think Once that's going to fly in Boston. <laughs> no, that's not going to work. <laughs> Do not but try. Not, this is your public affairs advice for this it. week. Do not wear a Buccaneers jersey at Foxborough. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. And then interestingly, this was a rookie quarterback, but he was an extraordinary collegiate player, Tua Tagliavoa. And I'm thinking, if nothing else, the name panel on the back of the jersey looks pretty swanky. So yeah. he was on the list as well. He played at Alabama, right? Yes, and, he did. And where is he a rookie? He is a rookie at Miami. Oh, okay. And uh, then Juju Smith-Schuster rounds out the list. He's a four-year player who played at USC, mm-hmm. but a uh, pretty extraordinary athlete for the Steelers. And, of course, what a cool name, Smith-Schuster. It kind of looks like you might have a law firm on the back of your jersey. For sure. Yeah. And uh, you might say to yourself, well, I'd like to get a really nice, because that's the thing I looked at. I thought, man, these jerseys look great. Well, of course they do, because at NFLshops.com, the really nice jersey, Adam, $149. Well, that's a little more affordable (laughs) than the $300 million house in Bel Air, but not not much more. You're at the really expensive house, and you cannot afford your NFL jersey. Uh, let's see. Oh, kind of some sad news today uh, will happen this week. Uh, you'll hear this this weekend. But uh, 
Siegfried Fischbacher, died at the age of 81 from pancreatic cancer. He was one half of the Siegfried and Roy partnership that, uh, of course, were Vegas staples for very many years. And do you recall what year it was when the tiger uh, attacked um, Roy? No, I do not. But it was several years ago. And Roy, unfortunately, passed away within this last year. You know, old Vegas, uh, we don't I wish we could see uh, an act like that again. But, um, you know, with with something like that happening, it's it's there's just too much uh, insurance and problems and audience that close. You can't really do it anymore. I never had a chance to see Siegfried and Roy, although I I was in Vegas and stayed at the Mirage while they were performing. Now I wish I went. Yeah, it was impressive. They had a 14 year run at the Mirage and they actually had a big cat sanctuary built on the grounds of the Mirage. And then, of course, they had the Siegfried and Roy Theater, uh, which stood even a couple of years after they discontinued the show and people still uh, gave performances in it. But uh, kind of a sad story. And they were I mean, you raise a great point, kind of the last of the big Vegas showmen. you know, yeah. some of these shows, as you said, are 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 dangerous to replicate or couldn't be insured yeah. or, you know, and or aren't politically correct. You know, some some things now just are perceived very differently than they were back in the 80s and 90s. Very interesting. And uh, if we've learned anything while there's a show out, if you want to see it, do it because you don't know if you're going to miss your chance to see it. So. Thank you, Jay Baker. I want to thank all of our listeners for uh, tuning in today. You can get in touch uh, with me through Twitter. I am at Adam Ritz on Twitter. All these shows are posted online, adamritzshow.com. We'll see you again next week. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.